Good morning, everyone. We continue on Neon and Beyond. Thank you for joining us this morning. Remember, you can always reach out to it's Steph, S-T-E-P-H at point97.com if you have any questions or concerns as well. Jumping right into our next guest this morning, I'd like to welcome everyone to the beautiful Robin Smith, Executive Director for Refuge for Women, a nonprofit faith-based organization. Good morning, Robin. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing really well. I really Enjoying appreciate this beautiful weather. Yes, I know. I love it. I keep saying I'm almost ready to start laying out, <laughs> get some pool time. Yes. Uh, well, um, Refuge for Women is something that you guys are new to Neon and Beyond, so I'm very excited to get into our interview this morning. But are you guys based in Las Vegas? We are. So we're a national organization, and our national office is in Lexington, Kentucky, but we have two homes open in Las Vegas. And how long have you been here? Yep. So we opened our first home in November of 2015, and uh, then we opened our second home in July of 2019. And each home is different. It has a different focus. So um, you want me to just tell you a little bit about those homes? Well, yeah. I mean, sure. I just wanted to know, first of all, how long you guys have been here in Vegas, and we found out that Kentucky and then here, and right. a nonprofit, and, and what you guys are doing. So, yeah, explain everything to us. Yeah. So, um, so we opened, our first home was in Kentucky in 2010, and then we were, Las Vegas was the first uh, home to branch off of the original home and, and um, open in Las Vegas, so we were our first offshoot of the original. Um, because we're a national organization, we have homes across the country. Uh, we actually have homes in four different states with two more opening, uh, one this month in February and one in March. So um, the two homes that we have in Las Vegas, the first home we call the Program House, and that is a 12-month program where women who have been trafficked in the sex industry uh, can come after they get out, after they've been rescued, and uh, go through our one-year program. And we really focus on the trauma that they've experienced with um, getting them trauma-informed counseling, doing life skills, job skills, uh, education, all of those things that they need in order to be sustainable independently. So uh, the program, they just progress through a set curriculum that we use with them and, um, of course, we have benchmarks for each, each uh, phase of the program to let them make sure that they're really progressing in the areas that they need to be progressing. So that's the first home. Once they complete that and graduate, then they have the option of moving into our second home, which is transitional living. And so that home we just opened in July of 2019, and they can live in the transitional home for up to one year the requirement on them is that they have to be either working, going to school, or volunteering for a minimum of 30 hours a week, and it can be a combination of those three things. Um, we just That's just a way that they can be um, like one foot in the independent uh, world and one foot still in having that support underneath them while they're really getting themselves established and able to take care of themselves. So... Um, yeah, so that's the continuum of care that we have from the day one all the way through the end of the transitional home is actually 24 months of support underneath them while they're recovering and really getting um, themselves back in a position where they're healthy enough mentally, physically, emotionally to stand on their own. Well, this... um, so we, we love the idea that it's not a one-and-done thing. It's like long-term, and 
uh, we walk with the women through that whole process. Well, this morning, speaking about Refuge for Women, a nonprofit faith-based organization, and we're talking about women who have escaped human trafficking or sexual exploitation, um, lots of locations throughout the U.S. to here, and that is something that has become very serious, not only in the United States, but throughout the world, and something that we all are in together. I know that people always say the first thing you see is maybe the posters at the airport, right? So you're serving women that have escaped human trafficking or sexual exploitation. And these women that are coming to you, where, where are they coming from? Did they come out because they were rescued from, the, from Metro, or how does that work? Right, that's a great question. So the women come to us from really a, a lot of different ways. Uh, some of them may find us on their own because we're listed on the website, and if they search, you know, safe house, we'll come up. So they might find us that way. Oftentimes they have been rescued by a rescue organization, and that organization is aware of us and will refer them to us, so they might come that way through an organization. We also have women come to us through the court system, through the jail system. So um, we don't allow court-appointed women because we just have found that they have to be here by their own choice, not by force or it just doesn't work. Um, But oftentimes part of their, um, they might be in jail and just part of it might be if you go into a program, you know, we can, we can help you and we'll work with women that way. So would they get referred from their probation officer or from Metro or, or whoever. The other thing too, um, because we're a national organization, we get women from across the country. It's not just women from Las Vegas. And then we have the ability to, if somebody from Las Vegas applies, if it's not safe for them to stay here in Las Vegas because their trafficker is here, we have the ability to place them in one of our other homes in another location just for their safety. They can also, they can stay here in Vegas or they could go somewhere else. Uh, and um, so that's just a beautiful thing. So we get women from all, all kinds of avenues, a lot of shelters, a lot of um, 30-day homes. And then we're long-term, so a 30-day home will refer them to us for long-term care. So, um, yeah, so we just have a lot of on-ramps for women to get into our program. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one thing is that I think is maybe a misconception or a question out there, but where does sex sex trafficking occur? (laughs) The answer to that is everywhere, (laughs) I think. we, we have in our mind this Hollywood image of what sex trafficking looks like, and that is just not the case. I mean, that, that happens. It's not that that's not real, but that's not the majority of it. The majority of women who are trafficked in the sex industry are trafficked by someone they know. So what's that thing in? Very scary. It might be a family member. It could be a neighbor. It could be a neighbor's friend or a family member's friend. I mean, that's the reality of this industry is that um, it's preying on vulnerable people and vulnerable people are everywhere. So, I mean, literally sex trafficking happens everywhere. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. What is the one thing that we can really shed a light on that let people know about sex trafficking? That's a great question. I, I think the thing to really know is like, don't just don't turn a blind eye like it is everywhere in our city and there is help for women who who want help so um just just to raise our own personal awareness of what we see and that like if you see something that looks off to you say something go go report it do something because it very likely could be a situation of somebody 
being forced or coerced to participate in the sex industry, and they have no desire to do that. I absolutely see something, say something. That's something big. You know, we spotlight with the FBI as well here on Neon Beyond, and this is one of the topics that we've had as well. And it's just so big. And I know there was a big bust in northern Nevada a few months ago. So at least everyone is aware of it. It's around and it can happen just at the blink of the eye. You don't even know, but you're kind of like your gut will tell you, right? Right. And, and yeah, and exactly that. Like if, if it feels wrong to you, like it probably is. So pay attention to that and, you know, do, do something, say something, get, draw some attention to it. Yeah. Well, speaking about that, what are some numbers or websites that we're listening to this morning? We see something. First of all, it's a two-part question. So we see something or we want to get information. How do we do that? Right. So, um, oh, I apologize. I should have had this number pulled up. Well, I know that first if this morning talking to Robin Smith, the executive director for Refuge for Women, you can find out more about them and what they're doing at refugeforwomen.org. Right. And um, that's, that's one way to report is through the website. Another way is to call the um, National um, Sex Trafficking Hotline. And um, that number, oh, I am so sorry. I don't that's have okay. this in front of me. It's a good number to have. And I know that we, like we said, we see it at the airport. It just, it's become one of the top five issues dealing here in Clark County. And so I, bringing the spotlight to it and making sure that everyone is aware to just know what your circumstances are. And if you can help, then do so. One thing they've also said to us is don't get involved. Just go to the websites or go to the phone numbers. Yeah, right. Right. So the phone number for the National Human Trafficking Hotline is 888-373-7888. And here is a beautiful thing about that hotline. If you are calling that number from Las Vegas, that number is directed to our rape crisis center here in Las Vegas. And so it gets a local response. So and what's that's a that beautiful number again? Thing. Yeah, it's 1-888-373-7888. All right. Just want to make sure we have that number out. And refugeforwomen.org is another place to go. And for those that feel they're in a circumstance and they can't get out, that would be the same way to reach out, right? Yes, absolutely, is to call the hotline number. Awesome. And what is one thing that we listening this morning could help for the Refuge for Women? Right. So um, it takes, I mean, this is every nonprofit's answer to that question, but it's the reality. It takes a lot of money to run a safe house. And so um, that's a way that people can get involved is just to be a monthly donor and to help us with the financial burden of running our homes. I didn't mention earlier, but we offer our homes to the clients 100% free, so they don't pay anything for the services that they get here. So they literally have two years of support with no payment on that. And so that's that's a huge burden just that's to financially big. help that way. Yeah, That's amazing. Yeah. Um, we're, we love that. I mean, we don't want there to be any barriers for a woman who wants help. So we have tried to eliminate every barrier we can so that it's accessible for them to have that support. Um, so that's one way. Another way uh, that you can help is, if you have time, is to volunteer. And there's a lot of ways that you can do that. We use volunteers inside of our homes, but also outside of our homes with doing PR and donor relations and helping us with fundraisers and things like that. So there's a lot of ways to be hands-on. 
Um, but then there's also those other ways of helping and supporting that don't require time. They require resources. And giving back is so important. Obviously, yeah. something big yeah. that we like to always bring to the forefront here on Neon and Beyond. This morning, Refuge for Women, a nonprofit faith-based organization providing specialized long-term care for women who have escaped human trafficking or sexual exploitation, which is in the top five of issues that we face very, very strong here in Clark County in Southern Nevada and really throughout our whole state of Nevada. Speaking with Robin Smith, the executive director, you can find out more information at refugeforwomen.org. Get involved by volunteering. You can also help donate. And if you feel you or someone you know is a victim, please reach out refugeforwomen.org as well. A great thing that you guys are doing, Robin. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's a very challenging work, but it's so rewarding. We just had um, this week two of our graduates posted on their Facebook page. They're doing the um, the Addict You versus the Clean You Challenge. I don't know if you've seen that, but they post pictures of them before and them after, and they used their before Refuge for Women picture and their graduation from Refuge for Women picture, and it's just amazing. The transformation that we see in women's lives as they walk through the program is it just makes it all worth it because they literally get their lives back. They literally get freedom. And so it's just, it's so rewarding to be a part of that process. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for sharing your story this morning and thank you for all the dedicated work you guys are doing behind the scenes. You know, this is something that is right here and right now and we all are in it together. So Robin, I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yep. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.